Hey, it's Heidi Dawson, and this is Wednesday Wisdom, where I interview wildly successful people from across the world, where we get an inside view into what their daily life looks like. Success leaves clues, and on Wednesdays, we're finding them. Join me now for the latest wildly successful interview. Hi guys, welcome to the 87th episode of the Wildly Successful Lifestyle Podcast. And it's Wednesday, again, they happen so fast, but today my guest is extra special. He is super successful. He was a pilot in the Air Force and he is now a super successful pilot at Federal Express. And best of all, he is also my husband. So I thought this would be a fun interview and you guys might enjoy it. So let me introduce you to my husband, Eric Dawson. Hi, Eric. Hi, sweetheart. How are you? <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, you are in New York right now, right? I'm actually in Newark, New, New Jersey, which is right next to New York. So okay. yes, I am out of, uh, out of state right now. Out of state and soon to be out of country because you're going to Paris, France tomorrow, right? Correct. Tomorrow morning early, we head to Paris, France. And like two in the morning? Uh, our pickup's around uh, two. We get to our hub around 3.30 in the morning. So okay. we'll depart around 4.30 in the morning. So that always throws me off because you seem to handle so well, like, the the ups and downs of your schedule so i'm a i'm a pretty i have to go to bed at a certain time and get up at a certain time you do so well at just making it always work regardless of what time so uh the question as you know that i always like to ask everyone is what is your morning routine and i know that that's sometimes hard for you because you're you know you're doing different things at different times of the day so what tell everybody about your morning routine and how you kind of handle that when you travel abroad Okay, so that's a great question, and I've heard most of your podcasts where you talk about that with folks. And I think it's really important for most people to have a routine, including me. Uh, but my routine, as you know, has to vary depending on my work schedule because sometimes I'm up all night, and sometimes I'm up early in the morning, and sometimes I can uh, just sleep in during the week when I'm home with you. So uh, it does vary, but I'll tell you uh, what I ideally like to do, and then I'll tell you what I kind of do to adjust sometimes. So uh, if I'm at home, uh, I definitely like to try around eight hours of sleep uh, if, if I can. So if I go to sleep at midnight, I'll wake up at eight in the morning, 11, between seven and 7.30, something like that. I try to drink a bottle of water when I first wake up, you and I both keep a bottle of water by the bed. Usually I put one by your side when we yes. go to bed. <laughs> uh, it, once I get up, I, I try to do that right away. And then I'll get up, wash my face, brush my teeth and start moving. So I start kind of flexing, moving, stretching, get, get, get my blood going. Uh, if I'm home, I try to make the bed and tidy up a little bit. And if I'm in my hotel room, Usually I'm, I'll tidy up my hotel room a little bit, kind of. Well, I love that. We nobody's so. ever said that before. Um, is is making the bed, and that is so true. Like we both of us try to make sure that we don't leave the day. Our bed is never not made when we're out of it, and that's a really great point. I mean, I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, that's one of those habits I picked up. Uh, I forget the admiral's name, but he had a, a whole talk on it, and he also wrote a book. 
make your bed and he's a former Navy SEAL and it's it's one of those things that if you just do little things throughout the day and you're consistent with them they'll pay off so right. if you get up now if I'm getting up four o'clock in the morning and you're in bed obviously I'm not making <laughs> you know like get up, uh, get up again. but, but uh, you know but the same thing is I try to make the bed if if you're already up and about and that way when I come back into the room, everything's all nice and neat. Kind of. Uh, it's it's so you know how I I am. We we open the house in the morning. So when we wake up, now when I get up, it's usually it's kind of dark, and I'm up for a couple hours because our schedules are so different, kind of usually. But so I notice when you always get up, you are really good about opening all the windows and the drapes and the shades, and we turn on the lamp. So we have an atmosphere at our house at all times when we're there. Like we um, enjoy our space. And I think that you do really well because a lot of times men are not as cognizant of that, but I noticed you are so good about that. Like you're, oh, we got to open, you know, everything up and turn on the lamps, you know, which I appreciate very much in case I don't tell you that. <laughs> well, what's funny is I actually uh, listened to you on one of your podcasts talk about that. So I, I agree with you. So I'm like, yeah, so I open up the blinds, turn on some lights, you know, that way, when you're walking around your house, you just feel really good and everything. And it, hopefully it's not always sunny, but it's nice to get natural light coming into the house. So yeah. Uh, one of the other things uh, I try to do uh, once I come downstairs is either make some tea or if I'm in a hotel somewhere, I'll make coffee. But then I try if I have time, which most of the time I allot time for, is I try to do a morning journal as well. Right. Um, and, I, and I use a high performance planner from Brendan Bouchard, which works really well for me. It has a morning part and it has an evening part as well. And it doesn't take longer than 10 or 15 minutes, but it kind of gives you, uh, helps you set your intentions for the day, which yeah, is really I, important. I, I agree. I like Brendan Bouchard's um, morning journal. I do a free flow, as you know, I'm more like, I like to just write out my feelings and my thoughts. Sure. I, I like Brendan's, you're a little bit more um, regimented than me. And I think- Correct why his journal works so well for you. Um, and you do have a night routine that I, I'm working on that, but so I think you're doing really well with your night routine. Um, and, and, you know, I interviewed the sleep doctor just recently. If, if you, if you guys haven't listened to the sleep doctor episode, go back and listen to Dr. Bruce. I, I think it was, uh, I don't remember which episode it was, but, um, he tell, tell a little bit about that, like how that affects your night. He, he was great. Uh, in fact, I ordered his book. I have not read his book, but I did do his online survey, uh, talked about what type of sleeper you are and what you should do. Uh, and several big takeaways I got from him were just basically habits. And I have pretty good sleep habits, but uh, certain things, I, you can bad habits can creep into your routine as well. And one of the things that he's mentioned, and I've heard other uh, sleep studies mention, is get off your tablets and get off your iPhones and iPads and any type of electrical devices at least 50 minutes, an hour, two hours before you're trying to go to bed because it tends to stimulate your brain and your eyes and the light and all the different things. So get off of that, maybe read. Uh, something else he mentioned too is if you have a couple glasses of wine or beer or something at dinner, he's like, uh, for me, uh, he classified me as a bear it's a sleep pattern, but basically 
if you stop by eight o'clock and that way if you go to sleep by 10 30 11 uh, it's not going to disrupt your sleep so that seems to help You've been doing really well with that i i definitely think i can tell a difference when i'm drink when i drink alcohol at night in my sleep because sometimes i'll wake up in the middle of the night and he sure that's pretty normal so uh, but yeah, okay. So, so your routines are really good, and I'm I'm gonna work on my night routine. But I think your routines seem to be really, really good, and your habits are good too, from that perspective. Now, okay. So, I want you to tell everyone how we met from your perspective, because that was a it's a kind of a fun story. And when I when I tell people, they're like, "What? No way!" <laughs> so, so you tell tell them how we met. Okay, so uh, back in 2005, it was December, first week of December, I believe. Uh, I had signed up previously in the year for a uh, Tony Robbins uh, mastery, basically. It was three seminars you signed up for. One was financial mastery, uh, a seminar in finances, and the one was a health uh, seminar. And then the other one was date with destiny relationship seminar. So uh, it was in Palm Springs, California, first week of December, 2005. And to my recollection, don't quote me on the numbers, but I think there was like 1,800 people from 22 different countries, and they split mm -hmm. us up into teams, basically. And you and I were on the same team. It was team <laughs> six. I actually still have some of the paraphernalia. You still have the picture and my, and my tag. You still have yeah, the tag. Your tag, and I have the team six little pin. So anyway, they split us up into teams. And so you and I were on the same team and they partnered, partnered us up with other people. And, uh, but you and I just keep, kept reconnecting and, and, uh, and you actually came up to me and said, hey, you're from Memphis and, and you were from Jackson, Tennessee, but I was thinking you were from Jackson, Mississippi. But anyway, we, uh, we got to know each other a little bit during that uh, I was five sly, days. wasn't I? <laughs> yeah, you were sly. And, and actually, after that, uh, I had a flying schedule. I had to fly for like a week or 10 days. I don't remember. That's right. And uh, so we talked on the phone probably every day for, 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 two for weeks. that. Did yeah. And then, phone and then we finally. Phone minutes? Yes. <laughs> and then we then we then 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 we had our first date I think after that. So. That's right, Jay anyway, Sanders. Yeah, and that was uh, fifteen years ago. Yep. Actually, fifteen years ago this week. That's right. right. Now. It's That's our right. anniversary of meeting this week. Fifteen years. Well, happy yeah. anniversary. Happy anniversary. The best thing that ever happened to me. Well, you're the best thing that's ever happened to me. Wow. Thank you. All right, so now that that everyone, I know was just dying to know that, but <laughs> so now that we've got that, um, you were a surfer growing up and um, I, you lived in California, you right. were in the Air Force as a pilot, and now you are a very successful captain in, at FedEx. Um, how did that happen? Like, was that by design? Because from being a surfer to being a pilot, it seems like pretty different things. Was it, was that by design? Uh, I would say it was by design, but not all at once. So uh, what I mean by that is I, I intentionally did things uh, to get me to where I am today. Uh, and it came in, in chunks. So, uh, for example, 
when I was in high school, I was a surfer and I loved the beach and I loved being outdoors. And I also snow skied and water skied and, and hiked and did all kinds of other things. But, but I love the water. I love the ocean. Uh, and as I started finishing up high school, I realized I didn't have the talent to make money as a surfer, to be a professional surfer. It wasn't anywhere in, in the cards, but, but I, I thought either, these, this is what I remember thinking, uh, I was 17. I, I remember telling myself I could move to Hawaii and just deliver pizzas for the next 10 or 20 years and be a surfer and just enjoy the water, enjoy being happy and living. Or uh, I lived by some Navy bases and stuff as well in California and I saw airplanes flying overhead all the time. I, I thought I could go in the military and become a pilot. And I think I would love flying airplanes and I'd actually make money and I could go see the world. So I actually enlisted in the Air Force uh, I was an F-15 avionics technician. I fixed F-15, uh, their flight instruments and stuff. Uh, I was in Okinawa, Japan for a year and a half, and then I came back to Florida for about a year. And so I started going to night school to become a pilot, and then I got out of the Air Force and went to school full-time down in Daytona Beach, Florida, at an aeronautical university got my degree, went back in the Air Force as an officer, got my pilot slot. Yeah, I thought once I got my pilot slot, I thought I'd stay in the Air Force for 25, 30 years, be a fighter pilot and do all this stuff. And it just didn't work out at that time. The, uh, it was the end of the first Gulf War. So there were parking airplanes and they didn't need as many pilots. So I, I, I got to be a pilot, but I didn't get to be a fighter pilot. I love so that story I, that you tell about your mom. <laughs> you prayed really hard yeah. to be a fighter pilot, and she prayed really hard for you not to be a fighter pilot yeah. because she was scared of that. And you're like, "Thanks, mom." Correct. <laughs> yes, my mother. About Catholic, so yeah. you were like, "I guess, I guess her prayers were answered." Correct. My uh, my mother told me at one point because I could have banked a fighter, which would have meant. I could have waited three years and, and then flown fighters after I graduated pilot training, but that, I didn't want to do that. And my mother at one point told me she prayed every night that I, I didn't become a fighter pilot. So I think my mother had stronger connections than I did. So. That was, that I, I never <laughs> so then I, uh, back in 2000, I, I decided I wanted to keep flying airplanes. And in the military, you actually have to go into command and do staff tours and this and that. I didn't want to do that. So I joined FedEx. And uh, again, I just started doing certain things to improve myself. I became an instructor on the Airbus. Um, and then I, we got a new airplane at that time, a 757. So I helped. I was the initial cadre with a, a bunch of other guys. And we stood that program up and I was an instructor in the simulators and in ground school. And then, then I became a captain and it was an instructor in the airplane. And then I became a Czech airman to do evaluations and other things. So now I teach in the airplane and I fly in the airplane. And, and then we added the 767 to our fleet a few years later. And then, uh, so we're doing, I get to do both airplanes and, and simulators and all that. So I really enjoyed it. It's a lot of fun, but, but, it was kind of planned out, like I said, not not 20 years ago. I didn't know I was going to be here, but but 
but every three to five years, I always kind of took a look and saw where I was and decided where I wanted to go and then in the future, kind of. That's awesome, you know, because it really does show um, you really, you're very disciplined. And um, what do you think has been the key to your success? Like what, what would you say is the number one thing or quality or habit that has made you successful? Um, I think, uh, I think the number one thing that has helped me get, be successful is basically never stop learning. Uh, if you never stop learning, you'll always continue to grow. If you stop learning, you stop growing. Uh, the military was really good about this. Uh, we had recurrent training. We had, you know, we had to get together for quarterly this, quarterly that, and then promotion boards you had to study for, and to get better at your job, you had to become better at it, and then become a supervisor. There was different levels you kept moving up. Right. Uh, and then when I got out of the military and came to FedEx, it's very similar. We have required training. That's every uh, nine months. We have check rides every year. Uh, so I always just kept improving myself and trying to get my skills better. And then I was an instructor in the Air Force. I really enjoyed it. So then I became an instructor at FedEx. And then that keeps you constantly in the books. And when you have students, they ask questions. So guess what? you have to learn as well so sometimes you don't know the answer you have to look yep. it up and and i really find a lot of satisfaction in helping people get better at what they're doing so i, I have to learn it too but i enjoy it. of your of your personality as a whole is that you are um you're very wise you give very good wisdom um to people all the time like i i i know just for me and Ollie, you know, you've helped us so much. Um, now, this is something that I wanted to ask you about because you're very disciplined also financially. And I know we've talked about this before that we're not taught in school, you know, certain things that I think you should be taught, you know, what, what exactly should you do to be financially responsible? And I love that about you is that you are so just sort of disciplined in that area. So what, what would you advise people just like you would, you know, like you have with Molly and, and Justin, like what would you advise people out there that just some good sound financial advice because you're really okay. good. So, uh, of course, over the last 30 years, I've read books, I've done seminars, I've listened to tapes. And the one theme that I, I found that almost all financial advisors will tell you uh, is the most important thing, the number one thing, is to always pay yourself first. So uh, the challenge that most people have with that, including myself, especially when I was- Explain what that is, so real quick. Explain what that is. What okay, so, so the challenge with that most people have is, they're like, well, I don't make enough money, so I'll do that later. Uh, the problem with that mentality is that later never comes when you so, pay yourself first though you mean put money in the bank for your retirement for your future right correct. so 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 this is what i mean when i say pay yourself first so let's say you get a paycheck and uh just i'm going to use an arbitrary number uh it doesn't matter if you make a thousand dollars a week or if you make five hundred dollars a week or if you make ten thousand dollars a week the same rules can apply Take 10% of what you make and put it aside. 
okay? And when I say put it aside, I don't mean in a savings account, but a lot of people will tell you start with the savings and that way you can uh, kind of save up for an emergency fund or a rainy day fund. Because it's not if your transmission's gonna go out, the refrigerator breaks or you get a, a leak in your roof, it's gonna happen. And right. if you don't have a little bit of money put aside, you're gonna have to put it on a credit card. And, and the number one thing is pay yourself first. So take 10% ideally, if, if you don't have 10%, then start with 5%. Uh, put it, if you have a job that you work with a company or corporation and they have a 401k, then start a 401k. If, if you don't have a 401k option, then there's IRAs and other options. What you wanna do is invest in assets, okay? Big difference between assets and things. Assets are basically stocks, bonds, some type of instrument that's going to generate more money. If you're buying cars and boats and shoes, those are all nice things, wonderful to have, but they're not assets. In other words, your boat is gonna go down in value. Your car is gonna go down in value. So buy assets. So when you're saying, so first of all, have a, an emergency fund. Correct, and, and most experts, I'm not an expert, but most experts say three to six months of, of expenses, not income, expenses. So your rent, your utilities, your gas, your food. So right. if you just figure out what your expenses are, if you have three to six months put away in a savings account in case you lose your job, in case you get laid off, yeah. in case your transmission goes out, have that, and then you wanna invest in, in the stock market. Basically, uh, mutual funds are great because they're diversified already. That way you don't invest in one company and it happens to go bankrupt. So you can diversify your money. And, and it, it's a, it's a long-term plan. So right. if you pay yourself first, it's not that you're gonna be rich in 10 years or 20 years, but 40, 30, 40 years, <clears throat> you, can, you can have a million dollars. And it's going to happen. I mean, you, you know, hopefully the goal is to live, you know, for the next 30 or 40 years. So basically get an emergency fund and then continue. Once you, once you get that sort of three to three to six months in the bank as an emergency fund, then go ahead and continue putting that into um, your 401k, some kind of um, IRA. Okay. Yeah. There's, okay. there's different, different vehicles, but but, but uh, uh, there's lots of books. There's lo you can Google financial uh, things. There's tons of free stuff on the internet. There is. So it's just discipline. It's like eating good food or going to the gym. If you make it a habit over time, you, you're going to be set. You don't want to be, be dependent later on on the government or somebody else for your financial wealth. That's right. That's the key is to make sure that you're in, you're you're responsible for yourself and you're not having to depend on someone else for that. So, uh, so you have also that's I think that's all great advice and and like you said, just get books too and read up on it because that's that's the key is education and having the knowledge to be able to Correct. do it. That's where that's where. Correct. Arts. Um, now you have also done coaching training um, with, uh, in fact, you were doing coaching training with Tony Robbins um, to, to become a coach at some point, but I think life 
you, you decided to go a different direction with your job, which took over um, quite a bit. But so what would you say just from your coaching training, like what makes someone wildly successful in your opinion? Okay. Well, wildly successful, and I think you've talked about this many times on your podcast, it's going to mean different things to different people. So uh, what it means to me can be very different than somebody else. But what I would say, the, the, if you study successful people and look at people who are really, really good at what they do, that they're, they're, and Tony Robbins has a, a little acronym he uses, CANI, it's C-A-N-I. It's constant and never-ending improvement. So um, if you want to look at the areas in your life that are most important to you, um, and I'll just give you five that I use, my physical health, my emotional health, my finances, my relationships, and my career. If you look at those areas, and you can have other areas if you, if you want, they don't have to be the same five, and look at them and, and rate them all one to 10. And if you're, if you're doing, you know, you have eights and nines and tens, and then in one area, it's a three. Okay, mm -hmm. let's say you have great finances, you have a great career, uh, your, your uh, relationships are great, but your health is a wreck, okay? Yeah. You have, you know, you're overweight, you, you, you're having health problems, this, that. Okay, well, that's not, a, that's not wildly successful. You have to look at all these areas and, and that way you don't get out of balance. You right. could have great health and great emotional um, and great finances and a great career, but your relationships are a mess. So, so the same thing, you have to work on all these areas because they're all very, very important. And don't you so, think it's all at any time, like I know for a lot of uh, the people that I interview even, you know, I, there's, there's wildly successful in some things and maybe, maybe one thing is off a little bit, you know, so, but it's not like a drastic thing, you know, so I, I think it's, maintaining a balance of health and happiness and you know financial security whatever that means to you that that's that's another thing that's really different from people is is what they consider financially secure you and i have a different view of that you know than other people so um i i agree i think if, if everyone looks at their physical their emotional their relationships their career and their finances and kind of rates it i i like that um that idea a lot and if i could say too as well it depends on what stage of life you're in as well if you're 24 years old listening to this podcast you're probably not going to be financially independent you know you're just starting off so but now's the time to start working on that if you're in your 30s you know, you may say, well, I got a mortgage, I got car payments, I've got kids, I've got college. You have all these things, but you have to balance that stuff. And if you plan for it now, then when those things come up, you, you'll be okay. And again, it's not always perfect. And you're going to have- one thing that you have said, um, and, and I know you helped Molly with this, and, and you basically say, get it out automatically. Have your your savings or your 10%, um, your 401k pulled out automatically so you never see it because eventually you're not even going to realize that it's gone. And then you Correct. look at your account and you're like, wow, you know, I have a lot of money in the bank. 
And yes. so that's, that's something that I really, I like the way you have, you know, set that up. I know you helped Molly set that up. So yeah, if you can set up automatic uh, deductions, that's the best option because yeah. then you don't see it. It comes out automatically. And, and most companies uh, will actually have things now to where you can just set a percentage, say 6%, 7% or 10%. And then you can even go up every year if you want to. So if you say, hey, every every year I want to go up 2%. Well, maybe your workplace gives you a 3% raise every year. If that's the, the case and you go up 2% every year, you know, you, you're not even going to miss it. You're not even going to see it. Yeah. Um, another One of the things that I think is part of a wildly successful life is happiness. And Absolutely. being happy is crucial because you know if you if you're not happy then i you know how can you be really considered successful in my opinion because i don't know i mean it doesn't seem it doesn't seem balanced at that point so i have started asking this question and i know you know that i've talked about this a lot about what genuinely makes you happy like what is it that for you genuinely makes you happy that's a great question and I agree with you 100%. If you um, have all the money in the world and a great career and super healthy, super fit, but you're unhappy, you're doing something wrong. You're screwing something up. And, and at the end of the day, that's not successful to me. Uh, right. You want to be happy and you want to be fulfilled. I think for most people, then I'll talk about me in just a second. I think for most people, if you, if you have a purpose, Right. And you feel like it's meaningful and, you, and you're contributing. It could be that, you know, your purpose is being a great mother. Uh, your purpose could be that you want to be a great father or you want to be the head of your company or you want to be an entrepreneur or you want to start your own company or you want to add value to the team that you're on at work. All those things are going to, I think, make you feel fulfilled. Um, being happy to me is being grateful. And I think we all sometimes struggle at times with, you know, uh, if you stop and look at all the things you should be grateful for. So uh, I'll tell you the things that make me really happy and it's the things that I'm grateful for. Uh, my best friend and life partner and lover is you. And so you make me very happy and I'm happy to be your husband. I'm happy to be your friend and I'm happy that we share a lot of similar things and uh, anyway, you fulfill my life very much and give me meaning there. Uh, I have other relationships. We have very close friends and family. I love that. That makes me happy when we get to spend time with them. Uh, and also my career. I, I love adding value to the teams that I work on and to my department and the guys I work with and girls as well. And uh, I love what I do. I'm, uh, I don't, it's great because I get to fly all over the world. Now, sometimes the hours are not the best, but I still love flying uh, and I enjoy teaching and, and adding value to people. And, and me being an instructor, uh, it helps me add value because I feel like I'm making guys better at what yeah, they're you doing. You really make a difference um, in their lives. I know, I know I've heard a lot of people say that they appreciate um, your advice so much. So you, you know, I, I can, I can attest to that, <laughs> even with your work. 
Um, well, I think that's beautifully stated. Thank you. <laughs> now, um, what advice would you give to yourself then when you were younger? I, I, this question is always so interesting to me. And I thought it was one of those that may hop on and hop off when I have interviews, but I like it and it gets interesting responses almost every time. So what, um, now I've put you on the spot. What, what no, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, what advice would you give to yourself when you were younger? Okay. I've, <laughs> I've heard two different answers. Well, that's not true. I've heard a million different answers on this, uh, listening to your podcast. I, I like that question. Uh, okay. So, so for me, I would, tell myself to not take myself too seriously. Uh, have fun, love, laugh, enjoy the ride. You only live once. Because I have a tendency, as you know, to be more serious. And sometimes, you know, you don't have to be serious all the time. So get out there and have <laughs> fun. We balance each other out. Correct, correct. You, you make me serious sometimes and I make you lighten up. Sometimes. Well, it's important to be serious at certain times. And, <laughs> and, but, but, you know, you're trying to get things done. You got to get things done. But also uh, enjoy what you're doing. Have fun. If you're not having fun, you're probably doing something wrong. Yeah. So. Well, I think that's great advice. And, and, you know, there's, there's different types in the world and we are, um, yin and yin and yang. Ying and, what is, I just drew a blank at that. <laughs> yeah. It's hard and soft, soft, black yeah, and white. We balance each other. Yeah. Um, yin and yang is balance. Yeah. Okay, good. So then, um, my last question that I'm going to ask you is, and I haven't, I don't ask, um, everyone this, but I wanted to ask you this. What are you most proud of in your life? You have a lot to be proud of, I think. Um, what's, what makes you the most proud? Okay, well, uh, the most proud, I would have to say, is basically, uh, I'm most proud of the person I am becoming. I have, I have a lot of accomplishments that I'm very proud of. If I look back at you know my military service and my college and and my time in the Air Force and my time at FedEx and the people I've met, I have a lot of things that I'm proud of, but I'm, I'm most proud of the person I'm becoming. Uh, I'm working on this and it never ends and it never stops, but I'm working on trying to be more loving, trying to be more giving, trying to be more courageous, try to be more forgiving, try to be more adventurous. I want to be a better example to others, I want to be an example of excellence. And I hope that someday, and I, I wrote this down a long time ago, but I, I do believe it. I want to leave the world a little better than where, when I found it. So yeah. whether it's the department I work for, the team I work with, my relationship with you, uh, my relationship uh, with your family, with my family, I hope, you know, when people look back when I'm gone, they'll feel like I left things a little better. Well, I can tell you that you're well on your way to that. So I, I think for sure that, that you've, you've already made the world a better place. Um, mine especially. So, uh, I love that answer. I don't think that can get any better. This has been fun. I love this. I'm glad I'm going to interview you more because it's so much fun. And I've learned things. <laughs> you're like, no way. <laughs> okay. Well, this has been, Amazing. I love every single answer and 
I hope everyone enjoyed doing this, uh, listening to this as much as I enjoyed doing it. Well, thank you for having me on and uh, I hope uh, your listeners will get a little something out of it. I will. <laughs> love you. I love you too, sweetheart. <laughs> Bye. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends because we're just going to keep going bigger and better places together. And I love that about us. Talk to you in a few days.